What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. The Dodgers signed Jason Hayward to a minor league deal. Xander Bogarts signs with the Padres. Are the Dodgers interested in Dansby Swan? So we're going to dive into that in just a second. But quick reminder for all it is Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, I'm with your takes down below in the comments section today's Dodgers Nation question of the day is the signing of Jason Hayward something nothing or everything what is your reaction to Xander Bogart signing with the Padres and should the Dodgers go after Dansby Swanson let me know down below and for all latest Dodgers news head over to DodgersNation.com so fire up that signing siren. I guess the Dodgers have signed Jason Hayward. The Dodgers tweet out the Los Angeles Dodgers signed outfielder Jason Hayward to a minor league contract with an invitation to major league camp. So first question, is this signing something, nothing, or everything? And to me, I think it's nothing. I think when you look at Jason Hayward and the decline he's been on for the last part of his career, he really just hasn't done much. He has that long swing. He has an inability to catch up with high velocity fastballs. If you look at his 2022 season, he was awful. He slashed 204, 278, 277 with a 556 OPS, a 58 OPS plus, and he just hasn't been a great player for quite some time. He made the all-star team at the age of 20 back in 2010 with the Atlanta Braves, but other than being a good defender offensively, he doesn't bring much to the table, so I see this as a depth piece for the Dodgers. They're going to give him an opportunity to see what he has at this point of his career. But last season with the Chicago Cubs, they were paying him $20-plus million to really be their fifth outfielder, essentially, and they're still on the hook for the remainder of his contract. Remember, he did sign that big deal, that $184 million contract with the Chicago Cubs. So any deal he was going to sign was going to be for the league minimum or a minor league deal like he signed with the Dodgers. So I would wouldn't say it's one of your classic low-risk, high-reward deals for the Dodgers. I think it's more going to be like a low-risk, no-reward deal for the Dodgers. I call them DeLorean Dodgers. The Dodgers that they sign, hoping that they're going to basically go inside a DeLorean and go back in time and be the player that they were when they were at their peak. But in this case, I don't see much hope for Jason Hayward on the Dodgers. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he figures things out, and maybe he reinvents himself in L.A. But in his seven years in Chicago, Chicago, he only posted an above average year twice and once was in the short in 2020 season when he had a 129 OPS plus he had 848 OPS that season and then in 2019 when he was pretty much as league average had a 100 OPS plus a 772 OPS so really there's nothing to see here in my opinion and I will say he is a great clubhouse leader very respected by his teammates brings that fire brings that dog that we talk about but really you not going to be able to show that unless you're getting an opportunity to play and I think you're only going to see Jason Hayward playing if the Dodgers have significant injuries or they really need that depth piece so I don't make very much of this signing at all and I do find it interesting that Jason Hayward ends up on the Dodgers because we have been saying that Cody Bellinger is really Jason Hayward 2.0 at this stage of his career and I'm also surprised too that the Padres didn't sign him for a 10-year 260 million dollar contract with all the money they're throwing out 
out this offseason. No, the Cubs are still on the hook for the remainder of that Hayward contract. But the big deal that closed out the winter meetings was the San Diego Padres signing Xander Bogarts to an 11-year, $280 million contract. San Diego love. And he will be a Padre up until his age 40 season. And if you're Xander Bogarts, that one is one of the greatest opt-outs ever. He opts out. He signs this big deal with the Padres. And there were a lot of rumblings that San Diego was going to be active, that they were going to find a way to land one of the four premium shortstops. You saw how much money they offered Trey Turner, $342 million. And Trey Turner ends up signing with the Philadelphia Phillies on that 11-year, $300 million contracts. And the Padres, they pivot to signing Xander Bogarts. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. If you look at that deal, a $25.45 million AAV, when you consider inflation, how long that deal is, it might not be a terrible deal, especially when you consider the fact that Manny Machado can opt out after next season. They have most likely one more season of Juan Soto. So if Machado ends up opting out and the Padres lose Manny Machado, well, then you have the option of sliding Xander Bogarts over to third base. Maybe you give Fernando Tatis Jr. another opportunity to play short stop, but I think most likely he'll stay in the outfield and then use Hassan Kim at short, and then you bring Cronenworth back to second base. But the most important thing for the San Diego Padres is you add another offensive talent to that dangerous Padres lineup. We know Xander Bogarts can rig. We know he's a guy that's going to get his bat on the ball and provide an offensive boost to that already dangerous Padres lineup. And I think if you look at his numbers, I tweet out yesterday that some of his hard hit rates some of his contact rates. If you look at some of his advanced metrics, they were trending in the wrong direction, and I was absolutely okay with the Dodgers passing on Xander Bogarts when you look at the length of that deal. If the Dodgers could have signed Bogarts to a seven- or eight-year deal, something a little over $200 million like most people expected he would have, then I could have talked myself into that. But the X-Men is in San Diego. Another one of the premium shortstops that the Dodgers were linked to is off the board. But you have to give some credit to the San Diego Padres. They've been very aggressive. They're doing anything they can to put themselves over the top. They got a taste of the NLCS. They want to try to win their franchise's first World Series title. And you add Xander Bogarts. And I think offensively, you put yourself in a great position to be one of the better offenses in all of Major League Baseball. And you also look at next season. You Darvish, Blake Snell, Drew Pomeranz, Luis Garcia. They're going to be coming off the books and they're going to be in a good spot to shed a lot of salary after this year. So why not go for it? I'm telling you, I'm sure of it. A.J. Preller listens to M&M's lose yourself every single morning. I think they feel like they have one shot at a World Series title in the near future and it'll come next season. Then it's also interesting to see what the Dodgers will do because now they have some serious competition in the NL West when you consider the fact that the team that beat them in the NLDS after the Dodgers won the division by 22 games continues to add five 
firepower, and we know they're going to be aggressive, and they're most likely going to try to fill holes during the season via trade. So the Padres, they are all in. And then what happens with the Dodgers? Will L.A. look to sign one of the remaining premium shortstops? Well, we learned yesterday that Carlos Correa is most likely not going to be an option because, one, the Dodgers fear a potential backlash from their fan base. For Dodger fans out there, they can't stomach the idea of having Carlos Correa in a Dodgers uniform, a guy that was a prominent member of the 2017 Houston Astros, a team that stole a World Series from the Dodgers. And then, in my opinion, I truly believe they just don't want to give him the years and the money that he's going to command because if Xander Bogarts is getting 11 years, $280 million, Trey Turner is getting 11 years, $300 million, Carlos Correa is undoubtedly going to get something in the 325 to 350 range, maybe even beyond when you consider how great of a player he is. And then also the whole Trevor Bauer situation. They don't know how much money they're going to have to pay to Trevor Bauer, how much that's going to impact their CBT and their tax situation, the potential penalties they'll have to pay. Then there's Dansby Swanson. And last night on AM570's Dodger Talk, hosted by Dodgers insider Dave Vassay, he said the Dodgers do like Dansby Swanson. And if you look at Swanson, he's a lead defensively. He does have some pop in that bat. He does strike out a lot, but he hasn't been an above average bat for most of his career. Last season really was an aberration. It was a year where he got things together. He had a really hot summer, but for the most part, he has been inconsistent at the plate. And you also wonder, what is his market like? Because we know the Twins are after him. The Cubs are after Swanson. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. And when you consider these deals that these shortstops are signing, I don't think the Dodgers could get him as cheap as they think they could because eventually he's going to sign a pretty nice deal, probably something in the $150 million range. Do the Dodgers want to commit to that or do they want to give Gavin Lux an opportunity to play short? I think that's most likely what they'll try to do. Maybe they do sign Swanson. Maybe they do value his defense at a level. He does have that connection with Freddie Freeman, with Walker Buehler. Maybe they see that as a fit, but in my opinion, that doesn't move the needle, and I think in the course of that contract, offensively, he hasn't proven enough where you can bank on him to be an above-average bat, and I think that is what the Dodgers need. What happened in the NLDS? They struggled with runners in scoring position. They struggled to get the bat on the ball, and the last thing you need is a slumping shortstop, so I don't love the idea of bringing in Dansby Swanson. I think it's a go-big-or-go-home situation for the Dodgers, and if they do have to punt this free agency, maybe that's what they do. In my opinion, I would definitely try to focus on Carlos Rodon because the Dodgers need another ace-level pitcher. I would much rather give Rodon the bag than Dansby Swanson. And 
if you consider the fact, too, that L.A. is just not spending. I mean, are they the Tampa Bay Dodgers, the Cleveland Dodgers? It seems like they are committed to resetting that CBT. But I will say, I think the market has shifted. I think the Dodgers are learning how dramatically this market has changed with the expanded postseason. You're seeing more teams involved. More teams are aggressive. You have smaller market teams making moves. And then also, there's not a lot of elite or great players available via trade. And the ones that might be available are going to cost you a lot when it comes to prospect capital. So the Dodgers are learning how to navigate in this new market. And I think the idea of getting some of these elite players on these high AAV short-term deals is really a pipe dream for the most part. Yes, occasionally you're going to see a guy available like a Justin Verlander for when you consider his age. Yes, you can get him on those deals, but still, they weren't able to get him. But an Aaron Judge at five years and $214 million, they never had a chance. Bryce Harper back in 2018 they never had a chance Trevor Bauer was unique because he was a guy that was adamant on signing those short-term deals because he did want to maintain that flexibility so I think also Freddie Freeman too when you consider his age 32 years old they were able to get him on a six-year deal so I think that was semi-favorable for the Dodgers but I think at some point they're gonna have to go all in on one of these big name free agents on a 10-year plus contract that's not Mookie Betts we know Mookie is signed to that 12 year $365 million deal but if they want to add some more of these guys they're going to have to pay a big not just with money but also length but let me know down below in the comment section what are your thoughts on the Dodgers signing Jason Hayward what's your reaction to Xander Bogart signing with the Padres do you think the Dodgers should have gone all in on Xander Bogarts and matched their offer I'm fine with LA not signing Bogarts that 11 year $280 million deal and then also what are your thoughts on the possibility of the Dodgers signing Dansby Swanson. I predicted he'd sign with the Cubs. Apparently, the Twins are interested. Maybe the Braves still want to keep him in Atlanta, but let me know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors all offseason long, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home in a roaring stadium Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.